Frank, Frank, Frank Krueger. I, um, it's a crazy week. Uh, last week we were talking on one of the lightning topics about phased releases. You remember this topic, Frank? Oh, do I? I was staring at that radio button for probably an hour, James, with all the indecision. I, I was releasing just an update to iCircuit, and I had your voice in my head just being like, do it, Frank. Do it. Do the phased release. And I I, I didn't, James. I didn't I didn't do the phase. <laughs> oh. Well, I wrote an entire blog post that I'll put in the in the show notes about my experience with phased releases, or as Google calls them, staged rollouts. I don't know what's better, staged rollouts or phased releases. Um, which one would stores do? Uh, false grand openings, all that kind of stuff. I don't yeah. know. Hmm. What's the equivalent? Does the movie industry do this? Do they do like pre-shows? They do like early releases, but... Hmm. Mm. I like early release. That was a program on Steam, the early release program. Remember yeah. that one? Well, that's yeah. kind of like a beta. That's the thing that Apple is missing on the App Store is like a beta program that's not open because, you know, the, here's the thing how this works is Google kind of has this right. If you're in a closed beta and you make an in-app purchase, then it's not charged to you. But but if you're on an open beta and you buy an in-app purchase, it is, is charged to you because that makes sense. It's an open beta. Whereas Apple, if you're a test flighter, there are, the in-app purchases that you make aren't charged to you either. Oh, uh, pro tip. Thank you for that. I was just about to ask. And <laughs> so you, you, you've tested that out or is that something you've read? No, oh, no, I tested it out. I tested it out on myself. Awesome. So, yeah, it's funny. I just don't do enough in-app purchases where I know those <laughs> little details like that. Either that or all my beta testers are cheap. I'm going to have to figure out which one that is. Yeah. No, I mean, I could, someone could write in and tell me that I'm wrong. So I did do it with my account and my S1 account. So I did test it with a few different accounts. But I'm like 99% sure that's how that, that works in general. But I did mm-hmm. do it, Frank. So here, here's here's my breakdown is stage rollouts, phase releases from Google and Apple, pros and cons. Let me just break this down. Then we'll talk yeah, about my experience. I'm ready. We'll talk about stuff. Okay. So we talked about the Apple App Store. That one's very clear. You get seven days. You get one, two, five, 10, 20, 50, 100. That, that's, it, that's how it rolls out to it's your users. Programmed. You have no choice. You you select the radio button. Unlike me, I still have a choice. I can still swap. So I'm I'm, I'm excited for you to convince me to change the radio button choice. <laughs> but um, okay, yeah. So Apple puts you on a fixed schedule. Google, on the other hand, you said what? You just type in any old random percentage or something. That's correct. So it is up to you. That's why it's a stage rollout because you're in control of the staging. Whereas the phase release, like it literally is a phase. Apple is phasing the release in for you. So yeah, you get to put any day, anytime, what percentage you want, continuously increase till you hit 100. So that is actually really nice because imagine that you are at 5% and you're like, I think something's going wrong, but I'm not really sure. I'm just going to leave it at 5%. Like, I'm not going to allow anybody else to get the new version. You can do that on Google Play, but on Apple, you can only pause. Like you, you can pause, and I don't know if that stops it forever. It must just pause and then resume. So you can pause it and then continue on. But you can't, like, slowly release it. You can't be like, okay, now I'm at 20%. I just, I need some, I need a little bit more sample data. You know, that that's the problem, right? You can't just be like, I just need some more users. You can't increase it, but you can pause it. That's 
Interesting. I completely made the opposite assumption. I assume that if they let you type in a percentage once, you can change that percentage anytime. But that's not the case. Once you've decided 25% or whatever, you're kind of locked into that for that uh, not phased release, whatever they called it, <laughs> staged. Google stage rollouts, you can change it anytime, okay. you, like one minute apart if you want. Great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what is it? Uh, and you can pause it, you said. Yep. Um, and this is all kind of relying on what we were saying before, where a lot of this depends on you kind of watching your analytics or whatever to detect whether there's an anomaly coming up. So this would be your clue that I need to go from 25% to 25.125% exactly. to get that one extra user. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So have you been doing that because uh, you're doing the apple one and you're doing the google one where did you start at the google one i i started at five percent you know which is actually day three of of, of apple Just, you know mm. and i wrote this down i said because here's the problem i said if i was to roll out one percent that's like 30 users <laughs> of my yeah. app right because i have i yeah. have like 3500 users so it's like 35 users so it wouldn't be until day four, which is halfway through the release <laughs> where I get 350 users and my app, people update apps all the time. It doesn't mean they use the application, right? My application, right. somebody has to go and ride a bike. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Physical effort. They really got to want it. Yeah. Um, but it's also their schedule. Maybe they only ride their bike on Thursdays and yep. you released on a Sunday or something. Yeah. Interesting. That to me is a, is a bummer. Yeah, yeah. It's a little particular to you, though. You have one of those kind of funny apps. Um, I think a lot of people are doing like corporate apps and things like that that are probably free and people are using them all the time to get their coupons or whatever it is. Yeah. And for those, it makes the 1% makes a little more sense because they probably have 100,000 users or something like that. Yeah. So what I ended up doing was 5%, then the next day, 20%, 40%, then 100 on Google. And to me, I did enjoy that I had complete control out of it. And by pausing just meant I didn't update the number at all. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas Apple, if I, if I was to forget to pause or like I had something happen that day, it's just going to keep going unless I try to pause it manually and go into the portal. The thing with the Google one is, you know, you got to go update it every day pretty much, or you got to figure it out. And that, that felt like a little bit tedious to me to go do that. Um, but mm. I think it, I think it's a nicer approach in my personal opinion, only because the numbers that Apple give you the one, two, 5% or whatever, <laughs> yeah, you're just not enough. I just, I don't uh. have that install base to give me data. I understand 1% is like, that means that means like the application is crashing on startup and you need to like pause it immediately. You know what I mean? But yeah. I've tested my application in test flight. I have a few test flight users, you know, and that's not the case. So to me, the Apple one, I wish I could adjust it to be a little bit more aggressive, like be more aggressive up front type yeah. of type of deal. That's what I would have liked. Yeah, it's interesting because you're saying it's annoying to update that number every day, but 
these phase releases, stage releases, aren't really beneficial unless you are watching every single day because you're trying to catch that crashing bug or whatever it is. So I get that you say it's annoying to update that number, but at the same time, this whole process is a very manual, involved kind of process to start with. Yes. I will tell you this, though. Here is the benefit of doing it this (laughs) way, is that it made me check my App Store Connect and my Google Play Every single day, I was curious how many people were updating, if there were new reviews, if there was crash reports on them. I don't I do not do that normally. Like I do have the App Store Connect on my phone and I check it every once in a while, like every few days. But I literally would, would you know, wake up at, you know, in the morning and, and check the statistics and look at stuff and like go into the portal. And it was kind of a daily ritual for me to go and do that. And I think that was healthy when you're, you know, releasing an app for several, you know, I guess this one, it was at least, you know, about eh, 5,000 between both of the, of them. And then I also did it for my stream timer, which I just updated, which we'll talk about here in a bit. Um, but that one's another five. So, you know, 10,000 people or whatever, you know, you definitely want to be watching that release. That's, That's quite a lot of people. It absolutely is. And that's why when Apple introduced, um, it used to be when they approved you, they would just throw it into the store. Remember that? You would get approved at like 2 a.m. And then you get your like first crash report at 3 a.m. And you totally miss it all. So thankfully, I've been on the manual rollout forever. But that's just an on-off 0 to 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no in-between. Uh, but the benefit of that is I pick a day that's release day. I do the release i do the manual release and then i'm watching my analytics like a hawk so it's it's really similar to the phased release it's just i want to do it one day not <laughs> five days because i'm lazy i don't know <laughs> why but um the the problem with the manual approach of course is if you have that nasty crashing bug but aside from those nasty crashing bugs i don't uh, I'm not. You, you haven't 100% sold me on the phase releases, but I, I still am kind of leaning on that side. I'm just wondering in my own psychology why I didn't do the phase release. So please continue. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, at this point, I mean, that's sort of my verdict is I don't think that there's a uh, a yes or no. It's not a clear answer. I, I am like you, though, when it comes to being inside the App Store Connect, I never do automatic release. I just don't. I don't know when they're going to approve it. Why would I ever do that? I, I want to be in control of that at a minimum. Uh, so I agree with you. That That is how I had it. And additionally, the nice part there, as I mentioned earlier, is if you do manual release, you then have the choice of doing phased or, or not phased release. That is up to you. You can opt to do that after it's been approved. So that is the nice thing. <clears throat> I will Thank say, you, sir. I, yeah, I I was actually really curious about that because going into this conversation, I said I didn't do it, but I was like, but I'd set manual, and I was like, yeah. is the web form going to support it? So, uh, do you know that for sure on Apple, or is that yes. a Google thing? Yeah, okay, no, nope. one hundred too, one hundred percent on Apple. And the reason I did that because it was I did it for my stream timer. I had it approved sitting there, and it was the same thing. And I only, I really decided to do it also on my Mac app because, um, I. There's no test flight. There is a test flight, oh. but not a test flight because there's a test flight button. And then all my builds say not available for testing. And I don't yeah. know why, or if there is ever going to be a test flight or maybe because I'm not building against Xcode 13 or something. I don't yeah. know, but that's the news on those. At least. I, I, I think we're in the beta summer. 
So number one, yeah, I think you need the newest Xcode for Apple. Number two, you need the newest operating system. And no one's installing the newest operating system. People, <laughs> Mac OS is one of those ones people definitely wait for the point one release and things like that. And so I, I, I think for beta testers, um, it's going to work out. The Mac test flight's going to work out. It's annoying, but new Xcodes come. We, we adopt them. New operating systems come. If people want to be beta testers, you can tell them you have to be on the new operating system. But right now, like you said, it don't work. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's useless. None of my apps uh, seem to do it, which is annoying because I'm still sending out unsigned copies of the app that the yeah. operating system quarantines and says, you know, you're going to catch a disease if you use this app. It's really scary, honestly. Yeah, I don't like that. I do not like that. Yeah, I mean, I've done a few tests where I... Um, both of my machines, I try to install and do this other stuff and I can test it a little bit, but yeah, that, that's the scary part. Like I, I like on windows that when you bundle up a UWP app, there's actually a PowerShell script that you can run that lets you install it on your machine. So you can then nice. test the final install. And that's the same as test flighting for all intents and purposes. You could give that bundle to someone it's going to work and you're going to feel confident about putting that um, bundle into the app store. Um, and I, I would say out of all the, the, all of the things I feel least confident in my Mac applications <laughs> is, uh, that's funny because I'm always very confident in my Mac applications because if I have a Mac version, I tend to use it for development because mm. the debugger is so good and, you know, compilation is really fast on the Mac. And so I usually feel pretty confident about those. Wh- where those fall down is anytime you need any entitlements on Apple, any special little provisions or anything, mm. because I very, very rarely sign my development apps. Do you sign like your debug build so that all your entitlements and everything are working? Um. I just do whatever I have to do for the App Store. <laughs> you, so you don't, I don't think. Because what you have to do for the Mac, much like the iPhone, you have to register your device, your Mac. You have to download a profile. You have to install it into the operating system. This is to get all the iCloud and everything working. <sighs> yeah, and because of those little hurdles, a lot of us just don't do it. And so all of those features that are sandbox dependent, you know, if you're accessing files on the drive or things like that, those are the ones that can bite you. Those are the ones that become crashing bugs. Hmm. Like one crashing bug I had in iCircuit was it tried to talk to the iCloud servers, but it had the wrong entitlement to talk to the iCloud server. The operating system said naughty, naughty and killed the process. So it's a crashing bug, but it's not exactly in my code. It's just in the configuration of the app. Hmm. And so it's it's those ones I'm always paranoid about. And so I've learned to actually start signing all my Mac versions just to build that confidence in the release of the Mac one. But that's, sorry, that's, that's cool about Windows because, it, like you said, it's always that final, final build. It's amazing the little things that can change between what you think is the final build and the one that you actually upload to the stores. Yeah. And, and I test everything. I, I do uninstalls. I test all my in-app purchases again. I test scenarios, like restore functionality. I, 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 got, I go a little bit nuts. And <laughs> 
you know, I think now for Mac, I'll feel more comfortable because the Mac that I build on, I'm, I've frozen it in time. We've talked about it. it's a MacBook <laughs> 2013. It's getting no more updates. I'm just awesome. going to snapshot it in time, be very happy. And then all I'll need to do is test it on, you know, my, my MacBook M1 to make sure it's mm-hmm. working because just in case things change there, but I, I probably won't build against iOS thir- or Xcode 13 until they force me too, which will be at some point. I'm not sure when, but uh, I feel pretty good about it because I'm still using Xamarin Forms and doing all this stuff. I'm just going to be like, all right, it's good to go. Um, but yeah, anyways, you, I, I don't think you, you have... need to... <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> You've frozen time. So is that a recommendation to everyone? I can't remember if you recommended that. I know you did it because you were just getting annoyed. <laughs> uh, how, what is the situation report for that one? Would you, would you still recommend freezing yourself in time? Like that, that Mac is frozen in time. No no more updates of anything. No more Visual Studio for Mac. <laughs> no more .NET updates. No no more anything. Hilarious. And, and that machine, only because it's pretty old too, uh, it is going to be my building Mac apps and that's it. It, it doesn't do much, basically. That's all it's yeah. going to do. And on the M1, I'll do all my new modern development and done Maui development and all that jazz going forward. But that one's just going to be snuggled up in time. Good to go. I'm going to be very, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. This is a great time to have a micro M1 update. I've been using the M1 for proper development for an entire week now while I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still not at home. And it has been, I have been impressed by it. M1, you're still doing good. I think we will all be happy to get the M2 or M1 Plus as a proper, proper, proper development machine, but uh, the M1's still rocking it. So micro M1 update right there, everyone. Nice, nice. (laughs) So I did some other things in these app updates besides do the phase rollout that I wanted to talk about. And that comes down to in-app purchases Uh, because... Frank, we love to talk about in-app purchases and monetization on this podcast. If it's not AI, then we're talking about monetization. <laughs> and I think I've done a bad part, a bad job. I've done, done a bad Ooh. job of everything. From what perspective? Have you made the user's life worse? Are you a bad marketer? Did you make the UI really ugly? Are you using the hot dog theme again? I keep telling you not to use the hot dog theme. No, it's hamburger time. Uh, no, um, no, it is. Okay. I think it's the marketing aspect of it. So here's what I'm thinking, Frank. So I put, there's two aspects of it. Okay. Let's first, let's first talk about my cadence, my bicycle app. Okay. Cause that one's done fairly well. A hundred and so of that app, nearly 3.6 thousand people have installed it. And 160 people have given me money for a pro up- upgrade, which is pretty good. Thank um, you everyone. Thank you. 160 people, at least on iOS, on Android, then it would be you know, more. So just double those numbers. Now, the thing is, I wanted to add more pro features. So we talked about last week, your SQLite update and me putting history into this application. I added more customization mm-hmm. and I released it and I, and I added, you know, screenshots to the app store. I added, you know, new things. And I was like, you know what? I think this is a great update that anyone using the app this is going to be worth it. It's totally worth $4. I just think it's like, okay, definitely worth $4. And so, to be clear, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but let's be clear. Uh, so this was not a new in-app purchase. This was like the pro version of the app. Pro. You just have, yeah, you have free and pro. Okay. So here's the thing. And I already know what I did when I messed up. So, <laughs> okay. Is that I didn't do anything. Like I did, th- that's all I did. 
Frank. And you know, my favorite part of this app is that I have that little star in the top left. Yeah. Yeah. Not the pro star. Pro star. And, and when you tap on that star, it tells you, you can remove this star and get a bunch of other features by upgrading to pro. I think it's a good, I think it's good. Okay. Uh, and I up- updated that with the new features, but I didn't, I didn't like, t- I didn't tell the users that there right. are these new features. Like, why didn't I do a right. pop-up or something else or, you know, have a, uh, you know, a new page that talks about the new features and what you can get and upgrade to pro. Maybe that'd be hassling people. But I was like, no, I failed to market all the new features and the time and effort that I put into it. Correct. Let's rename the podcast um, marketing conflict because <laughs> we we're both terrible at it. Um, we've talked about it in the past, maybe when we were doing the onboarding or something. But I've noticed a lot of apps, especially Apple's own apps, they are so into the what's new screen when Mm -hmm. you do an update. And I have been throughout my career, 10, 11 years of mobile app development, I have resisted putting those screens in. But I think I've finally turned the corner where you have to tell the user, especially if it's a pro feature that you want them to buy. So I'll say that much. I I definitely think that I, I... I'm speaking to myself right now, and all of you can listen in on this conversation, but I really need to start putting those what's new screens on the app, especially for big features. Now, that said, I was using an app on my mother's iPad. I loaded it up. A what's new came up, and it said bug, bug fixes and various improvements. <laughs> don't don't pop that dialogue up, people. If that's all you got to say, don't pop up the what's new dialogue. Get, get smarter software for that. But, okay, so let's put that aside. You definitely need to tell people about it. But there's a bigger issue here that maybe I'm not fully prepared to talk about, but features don't always sell apps. Hmm. You know, I if I have an app, uh, let's go with iCircuit, and I'm selling it, it's selling X amount of copies a day, and then I throw in an amazing new component, let's say an Arduino simulator that took me literally years to write and perfect and get a good, it's not perfect, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I'm working on it, everyone, it's hard. Um, <laughs> you know how my sales changed? Zero. Went down. They went down. <laughs> Probably, yeah, it went down. Yeah, sure, let's go with that. But it certainly didn't go up by any dramatic number. So that is to get back to marketing. You know, um, as much as I love satisfying existing users, because that's usually how I add features. People mail in, they say, I love your app. Here's something I would like to see. So you throw that feature in and you think if I just keep throwing in this feature and that feature and that feature, then obviously my my sales will go up 5% each time. Yeah. So I only have to do that 20 times and I'll have <laughs> doubled my sales. You know, it's perfect. This is perfect, simple logic that doesn't work at all. That is completely false. <laughs> um, it turns out the thing that drives sales is marketing and sales. <laughs> That's what drives sales and the quality of the product. That said, I mean, you can with new features. Now you have new keywords and things like that. But did you change your keywords? Did you change your description so that people searching for like, maybe they want RPM history? You know, mm-hmm. are, are you a new search term? Did you do any of that at least? It's a great question. Um, I'm looking. <laughs> did you even, you know, I never know how to market in-app purchases either. 
because like what if all your work went into that pro version yeah. i've seen apps where um if you want the pro version they show you a historical change list so kind of like the what's new screen that i was talking about before but only the pro features so you can see what's been added to the pro version over the free version or whatever so- what I did is in the description, I said more with it. There's this thing. It's, it's a section called more with pro upgrade to pro to unlock full ride history with stats and charts, custom themes, display, average cadence, blah, 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 doing your rides. And then I added new, I added new images that said mm. go pro full ride history, historical ride charts. And I added the charts and graphs and I did that for all the different ones. And then in the what's new in this version, which nobody reads besides me uh, <laughs> in the app store, it says. Thanks for everyone for great feedback. This release includes several bug fixes and optimizations for everyone and many new pro features, including full ride history and details with graphs from ride, adjust font sizes on metrics, resume ride or start a new one. Thanks for the feedback. So I, I, okay. think, I think I marketed that okay. Okay, but <laughs> the people I still the, think... the, the, see, the people already have the app. Yeah. That's the problem. The, the, these people already have the app. So what I failed to do is that beautiful slide up from the bottom. You're right. That's mm. what Apple does on all their apps only for significant features. Like if you're just doing bug fixes, you don't need to do that. But I would almost say that that should just be a screen of your app and you decide if it needs to be shown or not, like with a Boolean, yeah. a preference, right? And you change it based on the feature. So it's, here's what's new. And here's this one thing that you want to sell and there would be a button that says like, you know, upgrade to pro or whatever. Right. And it takes you into the thing. That would be an ideal scenario to go with. Yeah. We're, we're like sharing a brain because that's exactly what I was thinking. You're, you're what's new, especially if you say in the pro version, here are the new features in the pro version. The what's new should definitely have a go pro yeah. <laughs> button right on it. Wow. We should talk to each other more so we can do each do slightly better app sales and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that makes sense because, okay, so you're trying to attract two new kinds of clients with these features. Uh, someone who overlooked your app previously because it was lacking these features or someone who specifically wants a history feature. Mm-hmm. And then you're... So you're targeting them. Number two are your existing users who have not gone pro because this is not an additional one. Uh, so you want to try to capture that market for that market. I think that's where the what's new uh, go pro button would work out really well yeah. for the other market. Well, y- you did the minimum. That's good. You got the screenshots and you modified the description. Do you do any of those extra status lines? Apple allows uh, promotional text now on things did you say now with history or something like that <laughs> uh no i should do that though um yeah I, i'm at i have zero characters left i think that's yeah. the other <laughs> thing that i could do and then i think in app info you can do a subtitle and i could change that that's very minimal you only get like you know 20 characters or 30 characters there i did not do that though um that might be good too but i do think that the winner is what we were just talking about with even for people that already got pro show them the new feature, but adjust the button to and from basically here's the cool part that I programmed into this, by the way, Mm -hmm. is if people have been cycling for like a month and then they upgrade to pro all their history is still there. I still record it all. I just don't show the button to navigate to it. 
Okay. I like that. I hope you have a good privacy policy. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I hadn't even considered that. Histories are weird like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I, I use, Pedometer++, plus plus, I think from David Smith. Am I right? David yeah, Smith, what, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go with it. Uh, that was like a tip jar based app for a mm-hmm. long time. And it's been... I've been using it for just years and years and years and years. And it's been collecting a history through that whole time. And I always wonder, like, where is that history being saved and all that? Because I've gone from device to device, everything from everything. And that history seems to follow me along. And it's been great. And I think that that's where you really start. I mean, I love the app because it has a history going back to who knows, 2016 or something like that. That's where you get locked in. You got to lock these users in. (laughs) And, you know, if they have RPMs going back to 2016, why would you ever give up that app? Yeah. The trick then is uh, you you need a a double pro feature, pro squared. (laughs) Excelsior. (laughs) Pro Pro plus. plus. Uh, (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) So I think think there's a few things too is, I mean, the thing about this is, Imagine if someone is now, and you could do this in your app too, right? Imagine if someone is using your app for a bunch of times. Like if someone does 20 or 30 or 50 spins, why don't mm-hmm. I just tell them like, Hey, I love that you're enjoying the app. Did you know that you could upgrade, upgrade a pro and get these other features? You know what I mean? Maybe they don't even know yeah. there's a pro mode. Yeah. You know, uh, were you ever a shareware user? Yeah. Everyone weren't yeah, they obnoxious? Yeah. yeah, they would pop that. You know, I keep thinking about that with in app purchases. I'm like, oh, they're so gross and I hate doing pop ups and all that. But then I think back to my childhood and those were terrible. Those, those shareware apps, not only would they pop up, they would just like randomly crash like on purpose, being like, haha, mm. you're using a shareware version. And, you know, so like I feel like my position of in app purchases and annoying people because i mean let's be blunt you're annoying people it's as simple as that you're you're begging for money you're annoying people but you know what that's sometimes that's what it takes to get the sale (laughs) (laughs) and i i don't want to sound like you know we're we're not fooling the user or anything you know they can click okay on the dialogue box it's not that big of an annoyance especially compared to the duke nukem one do you remember that one oh (laughs) I don't know if I remember the, the. I mean, I remember Duke Nukem, but I don't remember the the shareware screen. <laughs> well, it was more like the levels would be incomplete, and there would be uh, textures in different places and things like that. They were always gently reminding you that you are playing a free version, and although you are welcome to play the free version in perpetuity, <laughs> it would be best if you would spend some dollar bills. So, um, yeah, yeah, I. I that still wouldn't have solved your problem of you. No, it would have solved your problem. James, you got to do it. You got to well, do it. You, you put that amazing yeah. feature in. Okay. This is next for us. We'll, we'll report back. I will develop this feature over the next week or two. And it'll be good because I'll do two of them. I'll do the what's new, but I'll also do the every 30th ride. If you're not a pro, I'll do a pop-up. That's easy. That's just easy math. Just look at the remainder and then go Do people there. ride that much? You're all so healthy. My God. Um, well, you know. Maybe 20 times. I, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to bug them too many times, but like if you've used the app for 30, 30 times, um, I would feel okay with 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 doing it then and then again in 30, then again in 30, and they'll just dismiss it or whatever. But I I mean I I ride my bike 
is the long play, right? I don't need your $4 now, but I kind of want it eventually. That's what, that's what it is, right? So yeah. I don't need it now, but I, I would like to get it eventually and, and go from there. Cause like, if you've used it for 30, here's what I can say is I can say, unlock all of your ride history. Your ride history yeah. is already there, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and yeah, and then go from there. And you are a one-time purchase pro user, not a subscription pro Just user. Is that correct? One time. That's all you need. In fact, I've been pondering that. It's too late now. Yeah. Um, and I just don't want to manage <laughs> subscriptions. But yeah, it's just $4 and you get everything. Well, that's what Pro Plus is. Pro Plus is the subscription. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the Plus is the subscription. <laughs> that would be, if I if I was to do cross-device sync or something like that, then, yeah. then I would get, give you the Pro Plus. Yeah, that's where I run into issues because a lot of my apps are cross-platform. Yeah. And as much as I would love to do a subscription in Apple, it, it oh, okay, so let's start with Apple has fixed something. So at least a subscription on iOS can be shared with Mac. It's not mm. easy or anything, but you can accomplish it. But certainly it doesn't get shared with Windows or Android or any of those others. And so if you want to do a cross-platform pro version, then yeah, we, we, we get back into our creating account systems and all the stuff that we've talked about in the past episodes. See our 400 years of history <laughs> for us debating on that topic. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the more marketing people I talk to, the more, the more I'm convinced that that's actually the kind of the correct way to go. I like the simplicity of Apple's in-app purchases, but oftentimes that simplicity can be to the detriment you know, yeah. it's worth building an account system so that you can control these subscriptions a little bit more and know about them. Yeah, it is true. All right. So I have my task on that one. I'm good to go. Let's talk about my other app, which you use, which is my stream timer. You've heard of this app. Love it. Love mm -hmm. it. I use it every week, except for the weeks I fail to stream on Twitch. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> That's OK, because it's an app that's there for you when you need it and when you're ready to stream. And I, I did an update. An update is out. It's at 100%. I guess today would be the 100% rollout. So it's been for one week. And it's been going good. And I, I've i had the features. It's not on Mac. I need to release it on Windows still. But I was sitting coding the final bits. And I, well, actually, I was, I was do, about to do the final archive. And I was like, okay, archive mm. it. And then I launched the app. And, and we talked about it. I added this pa patron mode, which is the chip jar. I've added the chip jar. Yeah. And... That was cool. A few people gave me some money. I made 80 bucks. Not cool. Bad. Yeah. Free money for very, very little work. Yeah. But I said, well, they're not getting anything. I know it's a tip jar, but mm. no one even knows what it's over there for. No one's going to do it. But I said, I've added all these new features. I added some new features, which was like all these new formats. Like by default, you, in the app, you can specify like, HH, MM, SS, and like different string formatting, and it will output that. But there's some people that want advanced things. Like I have one now that's called auto, and it'll just output hmm. if there's hours, it'll put out hours and minutes and seconds, and it'll automatically do a countdown to zero. But I did another one, which is uh, minutes and seconds only. So let's say you're doing a soccer match that goes up to right. 90. Boom, right? Yeah. And then I put a lot of work in these and, and because it was a lot of testing, a lot of going back and forth and different UI. And Who would think that two string is so complicated? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm going to do this. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, and then I was like, okay, 
well, that's not enough for a pro feature. <laughs> I was like, just custom <laughs> formatting. It is. It is. Oh, okay, fine. It's not. It's not, James. Not at all. You got to work harder. So how did you work harder? Well, because here's what my thinking is. Everyone so far has been happy with it with these, but I was like, okay, if I had these other ones that are just pro, like oh, that's not $5. So I said, well, what else are they going to get? So what I did, it took me literally three minutes to put in, is I have all these tabs, which is down one, down two, down three, mm. and up, which is I have three countdown timers and one up timer. So I said, I'm just going to add another down and another up. And those will be, <laughs> <laughs> and those will be pro only. You only get a countdown four and count up two if you're okay. pro. So when you go to that tab, it says, this is for pro members only. Please go to the pro tab and upgrade to pro. Oh, see, I approve of that. Um, I think that again, along the shareware lines, and I'm sorry, I keep making analogies back to it, but, and Apple doesn't allow this FYI, so don't do this exactly, but it would, I prefer disabled menu items Mm. that if you hovered over it said, this is a pro only feature. Apple does not allow that. You can't disable, uh, if you have a if you have a disabled menu item, it needs to be able to become enabled in yeah. that version of the software. It's in the human interface. I don't know how well their app store <laughs> implements it, but um, that's the general rule. But as a user, I actually prefer that because mm-hmm. I want to know what am I actually going to get out of the pro feature. So I, I, as a user, I'm 100% for it. Watch Apple, though. They may or may not allow it. James, I have been using your app for literally years now, and I don't think I've ever clicked on another tab, but I'm going to start now. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's the thing is I figure, I figured as I was thinking through this problem with my cadence, I said, people can't see anything, right? They don't, they can't see the pro features. That's the thing. Mm, um, yeah. and, and that's the problem I could for, oh, this would be sneaky, sneaky. Oh, wait, I got it. I got it. Oh, wait. Okay. So you're on your bike ride. It's showing you the RPMs. Maybe it's even showing you the graph and then you stop and it does a cute animation of like throwing away your history when <laughs> it goes into a garbage. Should have bought pro. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> what I could do is I could make it so there's a history button that shows up. It shows you the history, but it doesn't show you any of the statistics <laughs> and you can't click on it. And like, until you, it'll be all blurry. It's like a blur out the statistics. Until you upgrade. That's terrible. Don't do that. Um, actually, I almost didn't mind that one. Like that, that's along the lines of disabling. So like showing the history, but blurred, that is your way of saying, look, the state is here. Um, I just kind of want you to throw yeah. me some money first. It, it's really hard. Like, <sighs> We're, we're salesmen in the end. We're, we're trying to sell some apps here. Yep. But we don't want to be creepy <laughs> salesmen. Yeah. So there's this fine line of I'm trying to make a living here. You know, I'm trying to earn some money and becoming a complete greedy creepo. Right. Yeah. So we're just trying to find that line in all this. So if you're yelling at us over the podcast right now, please understand. We're just looking for that line. Yeah. And you know, a lot of these features too came from people that are using the app and they want more out of it. So if, if they're power users, they're going to, other people want them to be willing to pay for the features. And I'm the same. I mean, imagine if, imagine if, you know, I asked for you a feature in iCircuit and then I'm like, I'm never going to give you any money, but please do a bunch of development to go do that. Like mm. it's almost, wow. Like I almost feel special that this person like did my feature request. Like that's, that should be worth five dollars right uh <laughs> i would think it should be worth a coffee but maybe it's not and that's okay too but i did do that i'm very excited about those new tabs and then 
I'll also I added a, a picker dropdown. So now you can customize how you want the, the text. And this was a little bit tricky because of order of operations. <laughs> and what I did is like when you do the dropdown for like text formatting, it, it, it shows you the three other new options and it says pro next to them. And then when you, cause they're enabled. And then yeah. when you select one, it does a pop-up and it says, this is a pro feature and then puts it back to the default custom. That's non-pro. It's great. Ah, yeah. ah okay. You got close. Trixie, Trixie. You got close <laughs> right there. If you could get into the shared preferences, you could change it manually, but oh. not almost. It's yeah, great. that's that's true on all Mac software, though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure on all my apps you could do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, I love it. I kind of love it. Um, do you think that are, I, I don't want you to predict, but I want you to predict. Is that going to double your sales? <laughs> I think it will double my sales. I did have one person reach out and maybe I need to make it more clear. Cause here's what the thing is. I just changed the word patron to pro and, yeah. but I had three patron. I had like bronze, silver, and gold. And what I did is I said, Hey, you can buy any of these tiers. You get every feature. Just you decide you pick what you want to pay. That's what it was. <laughs> so I did have someone reach out to me and he was like, Hey, I've used your app for like two years. He's like, but I don't, which, what, should, what tier should I pick? Is there different features? And I go, no, you get all the features. <laughs> so maybe I didn't market it correct in that regard. So uh, maybe I'll do an update yeah. that says that, but. Uh, you know, and uh, going back to what you were saying about people requesting features, it, I, in, in like a perfect Ayn Rand capitalist universe, yeah, maybe we could charge them $5 or $10 per feature. But I, at least the customers talking to me have always said, love your app. I understand it is what it is. Here's a feature I love and I would be willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of been my failure as an app developer, not giving them an opportunity to pay yeah. for it. And again, it's finding that line of um, what should be included in the app for its normal free rate. Or for me, I'll probably still always have a base rate. You know, so you're still paying to get the app. And then what goes into the pro version? That that's the real hard kind of decision to make. But from from all the support emails I've ever gotten, anytime, especially if they're asking for a large feature, they're almost always willing to pay for it. Yeah. It's just been my failure not giving them away. <laughs> and then when you do do it, you got to notify them that you did it with that in app the the pop up that tells them what's new, basically, and then email them back and say I just added the feature, blah blah blah. And that's one you know as. <laughs> You, you follow up every it's every single thing is a possibility. Um, oh man. Well, I'm, I'm super fascinated to, to know if any listeners are doing anything special in your app. Are you doing a full guided tour each time? Like how do you manage it? Write us into the show, go to mergeconflict.fm and there's a little contact button. You can tweet at us. You can do all the things, whatever. Just send us an email. We like those two go on the discord. You can become, you can become a page. People have, there's other ways that people can upgrade. You be, we have a Patreon. Look at that. If we don't tell you, you won't know. You can go there. When Frank's not on the road, we do bonus <laughs> episodes, but since he is on the road or I'm on the road, not just a Frank thing. It's a James. When we're on the we'll, road, we'll, we don't we'll do get bonuses. it done. We'll, we'll get it. We'll, but, yeah. but there's like hundreds and by hundreds, it means at least 20 bonus episodes over there <laughs> that you can go grab, which are super fun. And um, let us know. Maybe, maybe you, I'm also fascinated. You know, Apple has the new subscribe thing. I've been listening to Bad Blood, the final chapter uh, about ah. the Theranos. And Ooh. Uh, you know, at the end, he was like, hey, uh, if you want to subscribe to the premium feed, you can do so on Apple Podcasts. And he's like, you get a bonus podcast every week. And I was like, dang. I was like, well, yeah. how much is that? And it's like 
you know, four bucks a month. And I was like, eh, I probably should yeah. do it. But, but I was like, I was like, that's interesting. So if people are like interested in not using Patreon, if you want like an exclusive feed, that would really commit us to doing it. What would that take? Let us know if you're really interested in, in, in that, or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Patreon's good enough. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that people will say, yes, we should do it because, well, I don't know. I, I actually really love recording our little Patreon episodes. They're kind of fun because we're, we're just picking kind of random topics. Um, but I, I like supporting podcasts and I think it's always good to get a little extra episode. I am curious if this is going to work out for Apple. Hi, we're getting a little meta here and everything, yeah. but I, I am curious. Now, would we call those Merge Conflict Pro users or Merge Conflict Pro Plus users? <laughs> deluxe Turbo Edition. Um, okay, that that's what it is. It's the uh, Deluxe Turbo Edition. Yeah. Super, it. Super Turbo Deluxe XP Plus bonus. All right, that's going to do it for this week's Merge <laughs> Conflict. We're going to get out of here. Um, let us know what bonus Deluxe Edition you want. But until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace.